And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Marvelous, Monumental, Most Fascinating, Massively Mind-Bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one, drawing closer to the King of Kings and glorifying his name. Amen, amen. First, if he commands it, the sun won't rise. Sometimes I need to restate great biblical truths that should be at the forefront of our minds. The sun will not rise without God's command. Despite what scientists say and the naysayers, the universe continues its functionality every moment as declared by the Lord God Almighty. If he decides it's over, then it's over. Next, he performs miracles without numbers. This is not to say that God does not know the number of miracles that he will do. This is to say that we don't know the number of miracles that God will do. He will never, we will never, sorry, be able to understand the level or depth or the quality or the quantity of the miracles of God. The only thing that's in question is our belief. Wow. And finally, who am I that I should try to answer or reason with God? It would be remarkable if most of us would stop trying to reason with God, to hash out a deal, or have God explain everything he's doing to us so we can give him our approval. If his ways are higher than ours and his thoughts are higher than ours, how can the finite think that they can be on par level with the infinite. Sometimes, folks, we are our own worst enemy. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. This is david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call, 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello! Person, you got the number right because you are talking to kid a dynamite. 
Let me tell you, talking to Dynamite D is the same feeling you get when you are sitting on a hydro bed and getting the warm massage setting that makes your back feel like somebody cares. (laughs) Sounds like that's experience. Yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) After church, after my my sit-ups, after my, I tried to, Kind of jog on the knee, probably not the best idea. After my uh, after my elliptoglider at a high level for forty five straight minutes, I sat down on the hydro bed. <laughs> it was warm and it was nice, and I had my headset on. I could have went. It was fun. Anyway, that's what it's like to talk to Dynamite D. It's that cool. How about that one right there? That's kind of nice. Now look, you might have an opinion, a thought, a comment. Or a question. Totally awesome. You might have something you want to just share. You got a praise report. It's like, you know, Dave, the Lord has been doing this. And and I, I just really need to acknowledge it. This is your opportunity. We give you that chance to do it. Maybe you got something going on. Serious prayer. Remember, we were praying for some physical uh, healings earlier today. And we'll keep praying for everybody's situation, everybody to be well in the Lord and to be closer in the Lord. The biggest thing out of anything you get from this show is our only desire is that you just get one step closer. One step. One inch. Anything to be closer and consistent before the Lord. If you've got that going on, reach out to us. Don't hesitate. You got something you want to share? Don't hesitate. You got a great uh, recipe for brownies besides buying them? Uh, don't hesitate. <laughs> but, but you don't have to call and tell us to buy them. We, we know that. Uh, if you got to answer this trivia, according to the Sermon on the Mount, this should be pretty easy and pretty straightforward. According to the Sermon on the Mount, what kind of fruit does a good tree produce what kind of fruit does a good tree produce (gasps) if you think you know the answer (laughs) good job al much much a much much good makeup on that uh 972-445-0770 you can also text in 214-210-8483 or you can send an email david at he must increase dot org okie dokie artichokies okie dokie uh i should have said that uh, joanne and cordelia got the pow pow on the last one and al got the pow pow on this one uh eric was right behind al like milliseconds that's how tight this is so uh bottom line if you can answer that trivia question do so like i said you just reach out to us 972-445-0770 you can text 214-210-8483 or send an email david at he must increase.org according to the sermon on the mount what kind of fruit does a good tree produce that's the question that is at hand uh, in the meantime, we're going to get into our text. As most of you know, we are in the book of Job. And I know this sounds ridiculous. I, I do want to remind people that for Noel and I and Deb, we need I need really specific. And Deb's been praying and, and Noel's been praying, although she's really caught up in the Valentine scenario because uh, that's her big time of year. But we're praying for very specific wisdom that has to do with the ministry and with relocating and trying to get that process going. So Don't stop praying. You think, well, you prayed about it. It's like, yep, and I'm going to keep praying about it, and I'm going to keep knocking because those that knock, that that gets answered. The door gets open. It's like, keep knocking, baby. Don't stop. So be praying for our ministry, for uh, specific ministry wisdom. And then don't forget to pray for us financially. 
I think, eh, do you have to talk about money? No, nah, I don't hate I hate talking about it. I hate it. I hate when pastors talk about it. I hate when I talk about it. But it is a part of the kingdom. It's not that I hate the truths of it. I love the truths of it. And I love that God is is gracious and you can't outgive God. I've just been in those churches where they spend all the time talking about it. I hate that. I went to a church one day, 30 minutes on the offering to tell us how we should be giving because if not, we're terrible. It's like, if you don't give, fine. You can pray for us. Now, you can't tell me you can't do that. Okay? All right. <gasps> to the text we go. Here it is, Job chapter 9. We're in verse 5. Without warning, he moves the mountains, overturning them in anger. He shakes the earth from its place, and its foundations tremble. And if he commands it, the sun won't rise, and the stars won't shine. Just one of those truths where you're reading the book of Job, and I understand because if you put it up, if you break Job down and you give it all the chapters that you need to give it and give it all the time that you need to give it, there's a lot of great statements that are made by Job, by the by his three friends, like by, by Bill Dead. There's all these great statements, right? You got to remember that all four of them, three of the friends are thinking that Job is uh, has committed some kind of sin and he, they've got this assessment that he's done wrong. And then Job thinks that God is being unjust in the process. All four of them are wrong. That doesn't mean that because somebody's wrong, every single statement they make is bad. But they are in this different realm of, of assumption. And most of you have seen the odd couple, and you know what happens when a person assumes. And that's what's going on. But in the midst of this, Job says, if God commands it, the sun won't rise and the stars won't shine. Now, I understand that there's scientists out there that think that they understand how the universe was created, and they don't. I understand there's people out there who are all into evolution, and that's their full commitment, until it comes to evolution of species that they're trying to stick on the endangered species list, which <laughs> is like, that doesn't make any sense. You believe in evolution, except for now you don't want to have evolution. I understand all those people that we think that we came from frogs to apes, and there's a lot of people that I think their side of the family may have come from, from that. I don't know. <laughs> Here's what I know. Here's what I know. If God goes, okay, program's over. It's over. And I appreciate that there's Christians who say, well, you know, God won't do that because this, that, whatever. Well, you don't know what God may or may not do. So let's not speak things that are higher than us that we are unable to, to, to grasp. And if the Lord decides tomorrow it's over, every single prophecy can be fulfilled in one millisecond. God doesn't need anybody's permission. He don't care. So you've got to be kidding. God is not it's, – it's not – God is not looking for our approval. Whoa, what a great job you did, God. That's not existent. And the Lord is the one that commands the earth to be still. He's the one that commands it. If the sun doesn't rise, it'll be at God's command. If the if the stars stop shining, it'll be at God's command. If the earth gets overwhelmed because of different climate issues, it will be at God's command, not man's hand. God is in charge. Now, if God is in charge of the universe, how much more your life if you have made him Lord? It's just like, okay. You mean God controls all the spinning planets? There's billions and billions and billions of stars. So what makes you think that your life is out of his control? 
What, what, what makes you think that your complexity is deeper than the vastness of the universe? I think you already know, well, well, it's not. Right, exactly. Then we should live like it's not. God is in charge. What's that saying? He's large and in charge. <laughs> just like leave it there. No reason to go anywhere else with it. We just thank him that he keeps everything as it is, and we hope that we hear the trumpet soon. That's how it is. According to the Sermon on the Mount, what kind of fruit does a good tree bear? Ready for this answer? Good fruit. <laughs> see, good, see, see, that's kind of sneaky in its own little way, right? A little bit of a tricky one. A little bit of a tricky one. do you see the next one is even more so. I will take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM's 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon experience? It's because heaven is not some statuesque place where people go there and then freeze. Wait, I'm in heaven. I'm standing. Nope, I can't sit. Wait, no, I'm in heaven. I'm sitting. No, wait, I can't stand. Where does that kind of concept of heaven come from? Well, is he standing or is he sitting? I'm going to go with he's doing both. He's standing on this one. He's sitting on this one. Over there, he could be doing a Scooby-Doo act. I don't know what he's doing. All I know is that heaven is not about frozen people that don't move. And if we don't get a better handle on what heaven is, we're going to lose our communication of our hope to a hope that's based on 72 virgins, which guarantees you after 73 times, it's not the fun it was the 72 times. It's so ridiculous. And that's the hope we're not winning on? You have got to be kidding me. The David Spoon Experience. The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where apparently when I put together some of my show preparations for other shows, I mix them all up. You see me with these files over here going, what is that? Oh, wow. What, what is that over here? Why is that here? I'm just... It happens. Yeah. I'm organized like... This is where I actually need my wife to be. This is where she comes in. It's amazing I got any of my assignments in on time or got them on the right subject. Or It's just... That's probably more than a miracle than anything. All right. Uh, this is a great question, and you need to think about it if you don't know the answer. It's really, really, really good. In the feeding of the 5,000, what special detail, don't make it complex, what special detail does Mark tell us about the grass that they were sitting on? Huh? What special detail? Hmm, interesting. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770, that would be the number to call. 214-210-8483, that would be the text. And then David at he must org. that would be the email. So I have a classic joke. No, 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 just I want the morning D ahead of time, okay? It's just one joke. It's not too long. But it's an advertisement for a newer kind of church. <laughs> okay, did you get that? Okay, all right. Advertisement for a newer kind of church. So while you're looking up that answer in the Gospel of Mark, you can still listen. I'm going to try and do it the way it was intended. Ready? All right. Has the heaviness of your old-fashioned church got you weighed down? Try us. We're the new and improved Life Church of the Valley. Studies have shown we have 24% fewer commitments than other churches. We guarantee to trim off guilt because we are low-cal, low-Calvin, that is, we are at home of the we are the home of the 7.5% tithe. We promise 35 minutes of a worship service with 7-minute sermons. Next Sunday's exciting text is the story of the feeding of the 500. We only have 6 commandments, your choice. We use just 3 gospels in our contemporary New Testament. Good sound bites for modern human beings. We take the offering every other week. All major credit cards accepted, of course. We're looking forward with great anticipation to the 800-year millennium. And yes, the new and improved light church of the valley can be just what you're looking for. We're everything you want in a church and less. Say what? <laughs> Do you like that though? That's pretty funny. <laughs> Stuck up, half witted, scruffy looking nerd. Who's scruffy looking? That's right. Who's scruffy looking? <laughs> That's great. 
See, a little long. I mean, interesting. It's just, you know, it's just like that's the light church. We have six commandments. You choose. <laughs> you choose which ones you want. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Low-cal. Low-calvin, that is. All right. Uh, in the feeding of the 5,000, what special detail does Mark tell us about the grass? Hmm. That's a pretty good one right there. Let's see if Joanne got it. Uh, nope. Just, just going to see if you guys It's one little detail. It's not a big deal. It's not overly complex. Somebody's calling in because they think we've lost our minds. Which, you know, ready? All right. Send them on through. Let's try it. Let's give it a roll. Send them through. Here they go. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing good, Gary. We were praying for you earlier, and I just wanted to let you know that we are going to keep praying for you, and you keep letting us know how you're doing. How are you feeling today? Pretty good? Well, okay? Well, okay, I guess. Okay. Well, people need to keep praying for you. They need to be petitioning for you. We love you in the Lord. You're a great brother, and we appreciate you. Well, thank you. We got thank it. You. All right. Now, this is a very small detail. <laughs> I'm hoping you get it because... You should see some of these answers I'm getting. It's all classic. In the feeding of the 5,000, what special detail does Mark tell us about the grass? That it was green. You're correct, sir! That is it! What a great job! That's what it is! It's like, okay, people, now just catch this. We got all these people sitting on grass. It's nice if it's green, <laughs> right? Yeah. If it's brown, it's like, this is not comfortable, nor is this well. I mean, this is not a good thing. And I love this t- the teaching that comes with this where people don't realize, but Jesus, what does Jesus tell everybody to do when he's about to do something? Sit down. <laughs> just, just sit down. Everybody sit down, sit down. <laughs> it's like, excellent job, brother. That was excellent, excellent work. I'm just so happy you got that. Really blesses me. I played for all of you last evening, and I'll continue to pray for you. Thank you, brother. Keep it up, and we'll keep praying for you as well. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Excellent, excellent job. It was green. (laughs) It's green. It's like, see, I don't think people realize, have you sat on grass that's not green? It's not comfortable. (laughs) I don't know if you know this or not, but it's like, ow, (laughs) ow. Okay. All right. Good catch. That was a good catch by Gary. And again, that's a great teaching you guys should recognize from Jesus. Sit down. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here's back to Job. This is verse 8. He alone has spread out the heavens and marches on the waves of the sea. He made all the stars, the bear, Orion, the Pleiades, the constellations of the southern skies. His great works are too marvelous to understand. Bam! He performs miracles without numbers. Let me explain something to you. While the Lord knows exactly how many miracles he has done, how many moments that he has breached the natural law and brought in the supernatural or his plane, so to speak, where the heavenlies have intruded upon the earthly realms, God does not have a clicker for you. God does not go, eh, there's Dave, there's 15. There's Dave, there's 20. If he had a clicker for me, we must be up in the multiple thousands at this point. That's the thing. He doesn't perform miracles with a number in mind. He doesn't have a set number. Ah, This spoon guy gets uh, 5,223 miracles. After that, he's out of luck. Good luck, spoon. 
That's not how that works. You need a miracle? Guess what? It only takes a moment for a miracle, and we serve a miracle-working God. So you stop thinking about God as something, somebody who's stingy. you got to pull a number. You only get a certain amount, so you better do this. You better do this. Oh, knock it off. That's how immature children think. And let's get it straight. Paul says it clearly in 1 Corinthians 13. When I was a child, I thought like a child. I spoke like a child. I acted like a child. When I became an adult, I put away childishly. Put that stuff away. God doesn't have a number for your miracle. There's none, not a limit. Well, you don't know how bad it is. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase it. You apparently don't know how big God is. And if we could stop putting him in the box that we put him in, if we could start believing, I mean, these are things that would be just so good. I mean, it's, it's, it's important to understand that God knows how many miracles he's doing. We don't know how many miracles he's doing. We'll never understand the level or the depth, the quality or the quantity of the miracles of God. The only thing that's given to us is our belief. That's our participation. You want to see the miracle power of God? Believe. Well, no, that's not what Jesus said. What gospel are you reading? It's exactly what he said. If you have the faith the size of a mustard seed. I think his point was, boy, if you really had faith, I mean really faith, it doesn't have to be huge tons of it, but it's got to be real and genuine. And the problem for a lot of us is we'll have some of that faith, but mixed in there is we have some of the doubt, and so it's not really pure like a mustard seed, is it? It's kind of like diluted. It's like a mustard seed that's been sitting in water. Doesn't have the same push, doesn't have the same anything. And the Lord is trying to say, look, it's not a limit. I'm not limited. Now, I can teach, and I can do huge jumps and move multiple chapters ahead, but these are the kind of things, when I read this, I highlight this. He performs miracles without number. I think about that all day long. God's not, he's not on a number system for me. He's on a love system for me. How many miracles can you get, Dave? As many as is necessary for me to draw closer to my Lord. As many as is necessary between now and the trumpet. That's how many. Is there a limit? I don't know. Is God limited? That's it's all it's all that faith connecting it, right? Wow. Wowzer. Do you need a miracle? Hey, guess what? You are hooked in to the right place for miracles. Miracles come through Jesus. All right, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here. On KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? She thought he was a gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. Now <laughs> you think three words. Come on, Dave. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher, or it doesn't matter if your translation says master, rabbi, it doesn't care. She said, Mary. She, she responded, master, Lord. You see, the resurrected Jesus Christ 
speaks the name of his sheep. And Jesus knows your name. My sheep, Jesus said, know my voice. And they hear me. And you were going along in your journey. Maybe you were young and you were in church. Maybe you were young and somebody brought it to you. Maybe you were in middle, the middle part of your life. Maybe in the later part of your life. But at some point, Jesus said your name. He said, David, Tierra, Tiffany, Noel, Joshua, Ashley. At some point, he called your name. The risen Messiah spoke your name to you. You know what? That's when you said, yes, Lord. Yes, Master. Yes, Rabboni. It's the most powerful moment because it's the moment that the divine Messiah speaks to you and pulls you from one kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, into another kingdom, the kingdom of light. It is the moment that changed everything. And uh, Billy Graham had a really good piece on it. Said some people can really define that moment. Some people can't. Doesn't matter. It happened for those that, well, it was kind of like a metamorphosis, but it happened. And in the economy of God, it happens more specifically. And maybe the person doesn't know the date. I know my date, but maybe the person doesn't know the date that he said yes to Jesus. But there was a moment where Jesus called your name and you said yes. And that was the beginning of your understanding of his depth of love. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question. And a tough one, not really, it is. (laughs) That's my my way of saying it's tough, but kind of, yeah, you guys should get this. At the Passover, what plant did Moses use to sprinkle blood on the doorposts of the house? Okay. At the Passover, what plant did Moses use to sprinkle blood on the doorposts of the houses? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We do have somebody calling in, which is fast. That's good. That's a good thing. That's fast. Now, before we take their call, we're still going to go through this, send you up to the website thing, because there's two reasons why. One, because we have our praise reports that are on the website. So if you want to share a praise report, but you're just like, I'm so afraid of the radio that I don't want to share on the radio, then just do it through the website, and I'll read it for you, 
And if you give me permission, I'll use a weird voice. If you have a prayer request, you also do that through the website. The great thing about doing the prayer request through the website is that you will be prayed for. If you don't want it public, it does not have to be. Uh, We will, in fact, be praying for it. And if you want to, we'll have everybody pray for it. That's up to you. Then the third thing and a very important thing is on the website, it's a place to give. It is really easy. It is extremely secure. I guess that's the word everybody's using. Extremely secure, as in we've never had a problem ever, ever, ever. And uh, But if you don't want to give through the website, you can give directly to the ministry. It tells you how to do that on the website. So if you want to give, please do so. We'd encourage you to do it. Please check out the website at hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. That's everybody bouncing back from an icy week. Put a sloppy Joe sandwich in the right hand. <laughs> Which I had, by the way. <laughs> I remember. It's just like, oh, man, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, yeah, forget it. Uh, all right, so we've got a caller ready to respond. Send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Doing great. Just doing fantastic. Actually, I don't have to work out today, so I'm doing even better because I don't want to work out. So there you go. <laughs> I know, that's right. All right. At the Passover, what plant did Moses use to sprinkle blood on the doorposts of the houses? This is just a guess, of course. Uh, a palm branch? Okay. I want you to uh, I'm gonna help you out on this one, okay? All right. Okay. This particular plant... Uh, it starts with an H, okay? And the last part of it is the opposite of down, which would be, what's the opposite of down? I'll get you there. Up. Okay, so it starts with an H, and the last part of it is up. Does that sound? Oh. Okay. Oh, it, it sucks. Yes, that's it, see? Exactly. That is exactly right, which I'm not sure that's that far off from what you're guessing, but the hyssop's like a smaller, and it's got the little thingies, and you dip it in, and you go, and it goes all over the place. So that's what it is. (laughs) But the hyssop, so that's what it was. That's it. You got it. That's all I I care about was getting you there, and I bet you a million dollars you'll never forget that the rest of your life. I know. I won't either. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent job. Exactly why we do what we do. Okay, thank you, and y'all have a good afternoon. All right, thanks. God bless you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right, great job. (laughs) That's right. We have fun. (laughs) Starts with an H, ends with an up. Opposite of up, or down. Up. 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 Could have been a hiccup, I guess, but no, because it's a plant. All right. Uh, you want to do history now, or you want to? Hey, we can do history now. We got time for it. Let's do history now. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All right, a couple things to tell you. Today is Tubishvat, which is also known the New Year for the Trees. Okay, if that's Jewish, in case you're uh, wondering about that, today is Pay a Compliment Day. 
D, you are excellent at your job. So are you, Dave. Okay. Uh, It is also Ronald Reagan's birthday today. There's two things I want to say. I love Ronald Reagan, by the way. I don't care what anybody says. No matter what you say to me, he, he one thing he did, I don't care about the politics, he did give you a sense of pride in the country. I like that. And then, uh, you know, not overly, just, just a sense of it. Uh, it's frozen yogurt day, which is good. I like frozen Yum. yogurt. Okay, I'm all about that. I like the mixing the flavors, and then you put the weird stuff on top. But by the time you do that, there's no point in having anything less than ice cream. But that actually sounds pretty good. Though, <laughs> I know. And then here's the here's one, I'll tell you how I mastered it. It's National Chopsticks Day. Uh-oh, let's hear it. And I have mastered chopsticks. How? With a fork. <laughs> Come on, that That's how I mastered it. I used to use chopsticks. I used to take it like it had sweet and sour chicken. I would I would poke it. And then eat it. it. <laughs> no, you didn't, Dave. Yes, I did. Wow. I was so bad at that. Uh, last two things to tell you. Uh, the integrated circuit was invented on this day in 1959, which tells you it's been around for a long time. And then 1971, if you don't love this, there is something wrong with you. Uh, Alan Shepard hit some golf balls on the moon as part of the Apollo 14 mission. Now, I know some people uh, don't believe that uh, man landed on the moon, and that's just lunar bizarre. But the bottom line is, since bringing a golf club wouldn't have been allowed, he had it connected connected the head of a six iron to a shaft of a piece of rock collecting equipment. So he took just the head of it, covered it with a sock so it wouldn't be discovered before launch. I don't know just, about that one day. Now, now now wait. Just cuz you think well they're 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 you know they're uh, astronauts. That doesn't mean they're not sneaky, they're people. <laughs> people are sneaky. He did uh, they do have the film of him when he hits it. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> First sport played in, uh, I guess, in outer space would also be true. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, all right, let's get to our text, the next section of it, and a powerful section it be. <laughs> all right, this is after he does that, uh, who, he performs miracles without numbers, which, by the way, is one of my faves. All right, so verse 11, yet when he comes near, I cannot see him. When he moves on, I do not see him. If he sends death to snatch someone away, who can stop him? Who dares to ask him, what are you doing? And God does not restrain his anger. The mightiest forces against him are crushed beneath his feet. And who am I that I should try to answer God or even reason with him? Now, as you know, Job has got, you got 20 more chapters of this. Right, She's making great statements about God, but then doing it under the wrong assumption, which is what a lot of us do. I don't think people understand the depth of the book. The friends are trying; they, they weren't. They didn't set out to be unhelpful, but because they started off with the wrong premise, everything they said came under that lens. They said many great things. The friends did. But they were wrong, and they were wrong because they were coming from a place of assumption. The three friends, their biggest sin was that they they had, in their hearts and minds, assumed that Job had sinned when he did not. In Job's mind, he's like he makes many great statements, but he's thinking it just doesn't seem fair. There you go. 
I could walk away from this show and never say another thing, and that would be the most pertinent thing for you to remember. It just doesn't seem fair. Even though Job was clueless that God was bragging about him, well, how it seems is not always how it is. There's a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is the way of death. And perception, oh, perception is 100% of reality. No, it isn't. It's not. Oh, no, I perceive there's no God. Hey, here's a reality. Knock, knock, you're dead. Oh, guess what? Your perception was wrong. (laughs) Solves that one. So what's the issue that's going on here? Job just is under this, you know, it's not fair. And then but he has these brilliant, lucid moments of the speech. Remember, this is 20, what's he, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. So this is like 25 chapters of whining. <laughs> he didn't blame God, but boy, did he whine. There's not enough cheese to cover this story. <laughs> this is so much wine. And... Then he has these lucid moments where he says his brilliant things, doesn't even realize what he's saying. Who am I that I should try to answer God or even reason with him? And this would be astounding. It would be remarkable if myself, I start with me. I don't even start with any of you. I do this every day. I mean, not sometimes, every day. It would be remarkable if I would stop trying to reason with God. Hash out a deal. Or make him explain to me what's going on. Why is this? You know, the if only. If only you had done this kind of thing. I do it all the time. As though he needs my approval for how he's doing the God stuff. This is what's so dumb. His ways are higher than ours and his thoughts are higher than ours. And we're finite beings. Then what makes us think that an infinite being can fit in the box? And who does that to us? We, we do it to ourselves. So he makes this brilliant statement. He's about to make another statement, one verse away. It's an absolutely stupid, stupid statement coming up. But he has this one, who am I that I should have? You know what? If he would have just stopped there and said, you know what? I'm nobody. I should say nothing. That would have been great. He didn't. And this is my struggle. I go through this with, with the Lord. And this is the big sin of Job. And you hear me say it again and again. It's one of the hardest things. Every Christian I've met, it's the hard, one of the hardest things to deal with. We spend most of our time justifying ourselves and not justifying God. That's just the truth. We spend most of our Christian walk, well, we did good. Well, I'm not as bad as this person. What about this person? What about this? What about this? What about this? We spend so much time in that self-justification place. And it's like we're the clay, right? He's the clay maker. So the thing made say to the thing who made. I mean, it's just like, and instead of justifying God because of the quality that he's demonstrated over all of our Christian walks, we seek to justify ourselves. So when Job says, who am I that I should try to answer even reason with him? He should have just stopped there and said, I'm nobody. But he doesn't because he's got 
21 more chapters to go where he's going to whine and complain about it. And when we get back, we'll get into one of those complaints. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? When Joshua was trying to figure out, you know, the Lord and his decision for the Lord, and he, he was doing pretty good and had good training, uh, uh, he made a decision to, to follow the Lord. Then he made a decision that he wanted to really commit to devotions. I told him I was proud of him for that. That's his own decision. He has to make that call. Nobody can choose that. You know, I was listening to something the other day, and this is one of the most bizarre statements. You're never going to hear a more bizarre statement. I hope this gets on the radio. You know, you can be born and raised Jewish. You can be born and raised Italian. You can be born and raised in many different things, but you can't be born a Christian. Can't do it. Because you have to make a decision for Jesus Christ. There's no being born a Christian. That doesn't work. That's a lie. You have to make a choice, an individual choice. Your 15 generations of your family could be Christians. When you're born, that does not make you a Christian. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's when you become a Christian. You understand that difference? It was just something that dawned on me. Like, you know, people don't talk that way. Well, he was born in a Christian family. That doesn't mean he's a Christian. Plenty of murderers came out of Christian families. That doesn't mean a thing. That's nothing. But anyway, going back to it, I had to share that because that's that thought that just really struck me as odd. But the power of our words is, is, is so noticeable. And Jesus says, hey, you know, I got one for you. By your words, you're going to be justified. By your words, you're going to be condemned. So my question to pose is why? That's so forceful and brutal. And the answer is in Matthew chapter 15. Matthew, you guys like that one, huh? I like that. I could tell below. I like that. Matthew chapter 15 Here's the reason. Verse 18, Matthew 15, 18 says this. But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And the reason that Jesus said, by your words you will be justified and by your words you'll be condemned is because your words reveal what's in your heart. And you will know, you can listen to other people and know by their speech. And I'm not even talking about coarse language. I'm not talking about swearing. I'm not even talking about any of that. I'm not even necessarily talking about negative speech. I'm talking about you will know a person's heart by what they say. The David Spoon Experience. Oh, welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the Truth Station here in Texas, where once again, this is not like a Monday show, is it? It's not Monday, is it? It never is, Dave. It doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like it. There's some days where I come in here and it's like... 
but not today. <laughs> I'll give you that. All right. There you go. Ready? All right. Thank you. Uh, in the parable of the weeds. Okay. Parable of the weeds. Weeds. Okay. Weeds. In the parable of the weeds. Who came when everyone was sleeping and sowed weeds among the wheat? Who came when everyone was sleeping and sowed weeds among the wheat? That's the question. Okay. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. That would be the number to call. You can text 214-210-8483. That is 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david at org. So on this one in particular, there's two answers. There's the answer from the parable and then the interpretive answer. So there's two that I'll give you on. So does somebody want to answer the trivia question? Wow, wow, wow. Send them all through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Don. Hi, brother. How are you? I'm doing good. I kind of know part of that answer. <laughs> okay, but because there's there's kind of two answers so in that, right? right? Those uh, those uh, weeds in there, but Jesus said to go ahead and let them both grow together, right? So, and they can separate them later, right? So, so, and that should tell everybody just by that parable that good and evil grows together, which shouldn't surprise right. anybody because Adam ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So I don't know why that would surprise anybody since he That's ate right. from that tree of good and evil and then good and evil grow together. I don't know why that would be a surprise. But who planted the seeds or who planted the know. weeds I, among I the seeds? I don't remember. Somebody evil. Somebody, somebody bad. Okay. But I don't remember who. But I can tell you everything else about it. I just can't. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to give you—now, I'm going to help you, but, but watch how I do this. We're going to do it a little differently, okay? Now, okay? You're going to follow me. I know you can do this. Okay, there's a famous saying, we have met the blank, and they are us. Who is that? Would you know what that fill-in is? We have met the, and they are us, or they are we. Yeah, Joanne got it. All right, let me help you out. You know, you know, we have somebody that we fight against. What is he? Evil. That is correct. But what is he? Personal. What's the personal name? The devil. That is correct, sir. Now. Well, I knew, I knew it was something like that, but I, I okay. thought that most. Now, most now, no, let, let me help you out here. Let me help was, you. Okay. What, what was he supposed to do? And, All right. Now watch this. If. If yeah. a person is not a friend, they are a. In other words, we're supposed to love, pray for, pray for our. Who do we pray for? People that don't like us. We pray for we pray for everybody. We yeah. pray for those uh, those that do not believe the unbelievers. Right, and we so we pray for those that are friends and those that are who's the opposite of a friend. And and uh, and um and um and um and um and um me, 
An enemy. Oh, enemy. Okay. Yes, sir, there it is. There's the other part of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course it's an enemy. Of course. <laughs> so what it is is it was an enemy. So in the parable, it's an enemy has done this, right? That's what he says. But the enemy tends out to be the enemy. It turns out to be Satan, the enemy. <laughs> it's just like that's what's the key is there. So demons would actually be accurate too in the sense of it's his kingdom, it's the darkness, and 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 the evil is sowed by the enemy, by his minions. He is the enemy, he is the devil, and he is the one that Jesus is referring to in there. He is our living enemy. He's not just it's not just evil per se, but he's the personification of evil. Okay. There you go. Well, I was a bad person. <laughs> but you got there, and I promise you, like I said, like I said to Deborah, something you'll never forget. Somebody says, I, uh, who, I, who yeah, sowed that? You'll go, the enemy. The enemy. <laughs> Good job, okay. brother. Okay. Thank you. God bless you, bro. All right. God bless you. Bye bye. <laughs> All right. Don't you love stuff like that? I love stuff like that. Right? He also said uh, he was on, on, the, uh, on hold. He wanted to know how to give to make a donation date. What's that? He wants to say, know how to make a donation. To oh, just so go yeah. right on the website. You go on the website to, to give. And on the website, there's this red button that says donate. Okay. It's the, it's, I think it's the only red button. There's a purple button to, to help people who are hurting. But donate. And then you click on that donate button. And then you either go through the PayPal process. And if you're like, I don't want to do PayPal, I don't like, I got it. I understand. There's a way to directly send a check. Uh, there's also, we, we do take cards, but that takes a personal phone call to me. And then you just call the 214-210-8483 off hours. And I get back to you. That's all. Okay. All right. Uh, why this? I don't want to spend a ton of time and I'll, I, I promise I will do my best to, to, to pull some of this, uh, back as we go forward. But this thing that Job said, this is the thing that I think that a lot of us, uh, encounter from right from that. Who am I? Should I try and answer God or even reason with him? Then he says this, even if I were innocent, I would have no defense. So this is where he's going a little further over. I can only plead for mercy. Even if I summoned him and respond and he responded, he would never listen to me for here. He goes, he attacks me without reason. And he multiplies my wounds without cause. Now listen. See, Job is doing so good, right? And a couple of things, then he kind of bounces in and out. Now, here, right here, this is this is what happens. Our perception is that God is attacking without reason, and he's multiplying our wounds without cause. Rubbish. That's a lie. This is where the enemy comes into play. Sowing evil into hearts of men, or evil into our, the temptations don't come by doesn't when you're tempted there's not some big sign outside you it, the warfare is between the left and right ear it doesn't own property but it doesn't mean he can't insert and fight away for it and so the idea to understand is that here job's like oh he's attacking me without reason right and he's multiplying my wounds there's no cause for it rubbish wrong a lie first of all he's not even attacking you directly he's using you as an example second there is a reason behind it he's demonstrating how great you are as a believer third he multiplies my wounds god is not multiplying your wounds without cause he has purpose to everything 
You know what's so funny is if you will just if you read, I'm just going to share it with you. I'm not going to go too far in depth. But if you just read uh, Exodus 21, you find out if somebody dies by accident, and in the very next part of that verse says, "Which the Lord allows." It's not coincidence. Everything that happens has got purpose. There's a reason behind it. And you think, well, I don't like the reason. Well, too bad. (laughs) That's the answer. What's the word we use around here? Tough. (laughs) It's like, well, I don't like the way that he does it. Too bad. Well, then you be God. Go take the throne. Let me know. He knows it's exactly the way it needs to be. And what we do is interpret through our lens. What's the passage say? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your paths. Ooh, right? Good one, right? Okay. Again, if you want to give hemustincrease.org. That's he must increase.org. Thank you, folks, for listening today. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.